Welcome to episode 452 of the New York Knicks podcast, part of the Almighty Baller Podcast Network and Dash Radio. Things happen today. Mark has the flu. I am Jay. Uh, we instead have Dustin with us. Thank you for filling in, Dustin. Oh, you guys are welcome. I've been a, a fan of the pod for a little bit now. I think ever since we got KP right before that in the draft. So it's a, it's pretty cool to be on with you guys. Thanks. I hope Mark feels better. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, he must be really sick to be missing this because we are doing an emergency podcast because KP has been traded. Fill us in. What are the details of this trade? So I was recording uh, with a buddy of mine doing a podcast, and this came across my phone that the Knicks send KP, Sam Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke to the Dallas Mavericks for DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, and two future first-round draft picks, which could be 2020 and 2022 20, or 20 – yeah. I thought 2020, it was 2023. That's if Atlanta does not get the 2019 draft pick. So if the Nags fall in one to five, it goes to Atlanta. Or they get to keep it. If it, After that, it goes to Atlanta. And then the Knicks would get the next two firsts that are eligible to be traded. Okay. So that's not too far. It sounds far away, just uh, yeah. 2021, but it, it's really not. <clears throat> so uh, Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan are on expirings and may mm-hmm. get bought out, waived. So this we might just end up with Dennis Smith Jr. after all this. Yeah, and, and me and you have been talking a little bit throughout the afternoon and we've been watching, you're watching The Ringer, I'm on Bleacher Report, just going through back and forth. And everybody's pissed off about this trade. How do you feel about the trade? Well, first, when you said KP got traded, that's all I saw. I didn't see the <laughs> details. And I'm just like, oh my God, we got Anthony Davis already. This is amazing. Like, I'm totally cool trading KP for Anthony Davis. And then I saw the rest of the message. And I saw it was Dennis Smith Jr., well, no, you said Dallas, and I'm looking at Dallas's roster, and I was like, there's nobody on this roster other than Luka that I want, and I know Dallas is not getting rid of Luka. Right. He'll be the last guy on the roster. So I'm like, oh, my God, please tell me it's not Dennis Smith Jr. because he just lit up the Knicks with 15 assists the day before, and now <laughs> they probably think he's John Stockton. And then that's what actually happened. So, yeah, I'm, I'm upset about this. I don't think, I don't think a couple of expirings that are probably going to get waived and Dennis Smith Jr. is worth the star of the franchise. Right, right, a star of the franchise that hasn't played a full season healthy yet. That is very true. He is zero for four on healthy seasons, but and he's had two knee injuries now. I think it has been and guys over seven foot. Even though he doesn't have the weight like a Shaq or your typical seven footer. It, he's over seven foot, and when you have knee injuries and foot problems, 
it doesn't get any easier to recover. I, I like that you're bringing me off the ledge a little bit here. Yeah. But I think I, I want to bring all the Knicks fans and, <laughs> and get you guys all off the ledge. I don't think Dennis, it's so much as trading KP, though, as it is what they got in return. I'm not even mad about what they got in return. You went from yesterday not having any cap room and we're struggling and we're hoping we don't do something stupid like sign cancer long term. Mm-hmm. I would probably jump off the ledge at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we send off Tim Hardaway Jr. and we send off Courtney Lee. That alone frees up $48 million over two years. I will say and I am happy about getting rid of Hardaway Jr.'s contract. Yeah, because that was insane. We we have to eat the seven million basically for Joe Kim Noah, which uh, and I agree with you guys when you kept saying this. We should hold on to him and just let his deal expire because this trade would be even better if we had just got rid of Noah at the end of this year. It would be an almost oh, clean oh, slate. Yeah. It would yeah. They would have like eighty million free or something ridiculous. Yeah, some yeah, like outrageous. I have this idea with this trade. Now, this is my own fantasy thing. I do this all the time when I play NBA 2K. And I always want to be able to, as a GM doing my own franchise, tell a star player, like, look, we're going to trade you. We're going to get a bunch of shit back. When you become an unrestricted free agent, we're going to assign you to this huge deal. Just come home to us. Mm -hmm. Right? KP has already said I'm signing the offer deal. Uh, And... The new and uh, the yeah, summer the, the, the one year so, extension, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so in 2020, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. Doing what little bit of research I could do before we started recording tonight, would the Knicks only have to spend 90% of their cap and they can hold on to the other 10% and pay it out over the rest of the roster? So let's say they sign somebody huge like KD, who everybody thinks is never going to come here, but let's just throw it out there because that's what everybody wants to happen. We signed him to a max deal. We signed a bunch of other guys to one-year deals, not you know guaranteed money just for this year. We get them off the books. In 2020, when KP becomes an unrestricted free agent and anybody can talk to him and sign him, who doesn't say he comes back then on a max deal anyway like we did with Tim Hardaway Jr.? Now we have two more first-round draft picks that we snaked from Dallas. Coming up the year after that and the year after that, it hurts them because it leaves Luka by himself. But now you pair KD with KP and whoever else they can bring in to fit along with Mitch Robinson, Kevin Knox, Nolakina, who we get to keep, Dennis Smith Jr., if we haven't shipped him off yet. I mean, potentially, if my fantasy comes true, we could have a very nice team going into 2020. So you're basically just saying let him rehab in Dallas, get fully healthy again, and if he looks like he's healthy, try and get him back. Yeah. And if he's not healthy, then... Fuck him. We got two move. draft. We got two first round draft picks coming up back to back, and then we have Dennis Smith Jr., who apparently LeBron James think we should have drafted over Nilakina. I think the only person who loses in this deal, long term and even on the short term, is is Nilakina because he has no position to play in now. Yeah, Burke. Uh, uh, Burke's minutes free up, but Dennis Smith Jr. is going to play more than Burke was even playing. Right, and then you still have Iso Trier. You got other guys that can come in and fill in spots like Dotson. So, so now these draft picks, I'm not sure how how good or bad they're going to be. Dallas can go either way. I mean, they have a lot of free cap space, but they don't really <coughs> seem to get any of the free agents. So, I mean, obviously right. Luke is amazing, but 
after that, you have Harrison Barnes and it gets who's huge money. Yeah, yeah, Max Kleber, and it gets real sketchy after that. So they right. might end up being decent draft picks. Plus, they're in the West. I doubt they'll be top five. They could be top ten, almost definitely. I would say top fifteen. Right. So that's. I guess that's not too bad. I mean, Dallas right now without KP, without Tim Hardaway Jr., and without uh, Courtney Lee, they're sitting eleventh. They're one, two, they're three spots out of the, out of the eighth seed in the West, and they're not that far behind. So you add some shooters that Luca can kick out to in Lee and Hardaway because they're streaky, but when they're on, they're on. Mm-hmm. And you just now put probably nine, ten more wins on that team extra. That you probably weren't going to get. And if KP comes back and is somewhat healthy next year, that's going to make the draft pick a little bit worse. But, you know, all the more reason to be hopeful that when he becomes a free agent in 2020, we can get him back. I I heard some rumors that KP is actually really close to coming back and the Knicks did not want him to play because they're in the middle of tanking. Yeah. I, I haven't heard any confirmation that this is actually what happened but if that is true i could see that pissing kp off and saying well i don't feel like wasting three right. healthy months of my career get me out right of and then for everybody who's upset that we didn't send him down to new orleans to get anthony davis who the hell wants to go to new orleans well that's nobody not wants to go down there that's not KP's nobody's choice right right it's not his choice but the new, new orleans is only going to entertain that deal if they can get confirmation from kp that he was going to sign long-term or he would sign the extensions and stuff like that. New Orleans might have a lot of trouble with if that's their situation. They're, they're going to have to yeah. trade for a guy who's already locked into multiple <laughs> years because I don't right. think anybody's going to going to say they're going to resign there. Right. So they might... I mean, I would, go ahead. I, I was just going to say they, they, they might either get a lot less than they think or they're going to have to take a shot like uh, Toronto did with Kawhi. Right. I, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I think New Orleans is going to end up losing that franchise, and they're going to end up moving to Seattle before anybody else even can go up there. I, I, I was be listening with that either. I was listening to Colin Cowherd um, today on a Facebook video thing he posted up, and he was like, everybody knew Anthony Davis wanted to get out of there. And he's like, it's the worst run franchise in the league, which is unbelievable because I thought it was the Knicks. Yeah, seriously. But he's like, the, the NBA ran the Pelicans for a little while. And then he brought up the New Orleans Saints. He's like, they were run by the NFL for a little bit before other teams bought them out and hired GMs for them. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't have a team that the, the town doesn't even get behind. Well, I, so I, don't, I don't feel bad for the Pelicans shutting at all. down and shipping out. Yeah, I can't feel bad for the Pelicans after the NBA vetoed that trade for absolutely no reason other than the fact that they wanted Anthony Davis. Yeah. So, um, karma, I guess. That's not even the first time that's happened. It, it, it happened with the New Orleans Hornets also with the Chris Paul trade. He was supposed to go to the Lakers, and they ended up vetoing that and sending him back, and then they ended up shipping him off to the Clippers. Well, that's what I was referring to. It, that was, oh, okay, okay. They switched names uh, since then, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was just crazy. I, I think people are still really mad about that. Yeah. I think the NBA as a whole is mad about that because that was the first piece of – of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tampering, where it was behind the scenes and very hush hush, and it, it ended up getting caught out and then mm-hmm. shut down by the NBA. All right. So going forward, do you think Wes Matthews or DeAndre Jordan 
plays a game for the Knicks, or do you think they're immediately bought out? I don't think they're immediately bought out. I think they're bought out if there is no trade before the 7th. I think they do play a couple of games in New York. I think they are on the roster, and they're going to play a little bit. But I think it's I think the Knicks, if they're smart, and this is tough for me to say because of who's in the front office. Yeah, you just use Knicks and smart in the same sentence. I don't know. I, I, I think it could be cool to see somebody take a flyer on DJ or, or Wesley Matthews. They, they're, they're almost there, but they just need a little more to get over the hump. You look at a team like Indiana who just lost Oladipo. For the year, they can use some help with scoring. I know Wesley Matthews isn't like the best name when it comes to scoring off the wing, but he plays good defense. He plays solid defense, and, and he can get you a couple of points here and there. You know, 15 points isn't out the realm of possibility. You know, uh, there's other teams in the East that you can look at. As I look at Tinkathon right quick to see where everybody's seated, you know, you could try to ship off DJ to maybe Miami. <clears throat> they can use some big man help to fill in behind. I don't know how that would really work. I just talked myself out of that one. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think what you're saying is they're, they are both expiring, so they're tradable assets. Yeah. Somebody needs a quick fix for a season before they either have more salary coming onto the roster or they want to make another move. So maybe the Knicks can get another second-round draft pick or low low first round. Probably I mean, to be honest round. with you, Brooklyn might even be an attractive spot to send – uh, DeAndre Jordan just to even grab a draft pick from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, talking uh, about how good they've become, but I'd rather, you know. I don't know how into trading draft picks Brooklyn is going to be after the whole Celtics thing, but <laughs> <laughs> see what you're saying. I mean, if you're trying to win a championship, that's all that guy's talked about forever now is bringing a championship to Brooklyn. And I mean, they'll always be New Jersey to me. I don't care where they play. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the fact that Mark wanted to bring up and make this a Nets podcast. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I think Never. all in all, I think I think the you know, Dennis Smith Jr. could have a rebirth here in New York and he doesn't have somebody Luka Doncic that just comes in and takes his job on draft night. Well, it might be a humbling moment for him too. Yeah. I mean he didn't even make it through his second season. He was already traded, so um I, I think defense is where his main problem is, which seems to be the main right. problem with everybody on the Knicks. Right. But maybe you never know. Some some players get it together and they say, oh, my God, I'm going to lose out on tens of millions of dollars if I don't figure this out. And then they do. And then other players are named Enos Cantor. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was really, really happy that he accepted his things. I knew it was going to happen anyway. But I'm like, good, we'll just get a worse draft pick and, and that's fine. Um so I, I can't be I can't be really all that mad, but uh he's a bum and <laughs> I think it sucks that the Turkish government's after him if that's what's really going on. They want to arrest him and for all of these things, but he's our problem at least for the rest of the year and, and let's see what happens. I don't think we should resign DeAndre Jordan unless he takes a lot less money. I think he's a flash guy. You know, well, but, he uh, seemed like his one strong suit was defense, and he hasn't played defense in Dallas, so he's basically right. useless now. I mean, he gets you a right. couple rebounds, but if he's not even going to try in defense, I don't want him anywhere near. He's just a big dude just standing there. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at at the top four guys that are going to be free agents now that we have all this cap space, basically. You know, other than I mean. The only two people I'd really, really want to go for is like a Kawhi Leonard or 
Kevin Durant. And I don't think you're getting Durant out of Golden State. See, I think the Knicks have to know something. Because there's no point in making this trade right now when you arguably could have gotten more later unless they they have some sort of inside information that somebody's definitely coming here. Or they have inside information that KP's not going to get right again. Oh, yeah, I guess that's that's the other side of it, yeah. that's Yeah, that's the other part. Because I was like really talking to myself into this trade, and of course the first thing I went to was like, oh, I think KD is definitely coming. He's definitely coming. And then I was like, that'd be really cool. And then we get somebody else, and like like uh, Kyrie Irving, I don't, you know, he can't run the team himself, but he's a good Robin, if you want to use the Batman or Robin comparisons. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, I was just talking myself into it, and I go, what if we – Take our shot, we miss, and we get really pissed off because we traded KP. What's another side of this? And I was like, well, we trade KP, and he never gets healthy. I was like, oh, that's a good thought. And I kind of just started going with that, and that's really walked me off the edge. Maybe there's something really, really wrong, or he's just not going to be the unicorn we think he's going to be. And they're like, let's just cut our ties now and and get what we can while, while he's still a a hot name, as it were. Yeah, I, I would not wish him that on him at all. Right, right, of course. But the only way not signing KD this summer is justified is if KP is also just never himself again. Yeah. If, if, he play, if KP plays at all well and KD doesn't come here, then I, I'm just going to have completely different opinions about this trade. I'm not going to say... It has to be next year. Like, like if KP comes back and plays great next year, but he gets hurt again, right, to me this yeah. trade is still justified. Yeah, you yeah. I I mean? Like KP he... would have to win a championship somewhere else. Well, or even I mean, I would go as far. That's pretty far. I would say if he was an All Star over the next five years, three times, I would be like, all right, this is a bad trade if KD doesn't come. Right. It but, was like the uh, the Amari signing where Phoenix said by year three his knees aren't going to hold out. And it was almost exactly year three where yep. Amari just, I don't know why you wouldn't listen to the best medical team in the NBA, but that's, yeah. that's the Knicks for you. This is also the first time for the Knicks in recent history that they've traded a star player away and got back a star player, arguably two or one on the downswing. And they got two first round picks. We didn't lose a draft pick in this trade. I think that speaks volumes to the front office that they didn't lose a first rounder just to get rid of somebody like Tim Hardaway Jr. or Courtney Lee's contract. We didn't lose a second rounder. We got trade compensation. We got draft compensation back in this trade. Did we lose KP? Yes, but we didn't lose anything on the court because he wasn't playing. We lost Tim Hardaway Jr., a streaky shooter that was worth $36 million, not this year, the year after, and the year after that. You're doing a so, really, really good job of taking me off the ledge. I was, I was in a bad place before we started recording. So uh, this has been very therapeutic so far. We got DeAndre Jordan, who's averaging a double double, twelve points, fourteen boards. You put him beside Cancer, who can get you twenty points. Why not? For one year, let's have fun. And then, let's say we lose out on Alonzo. Let's say we lose on uh, what's this kid out of Duke, uh, 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 Zion Jones, well, or Zion, whatever. We we lose out on him. Fine. Fine. I'm not ready to give up on our beloved Knicks 
over a trade for a guy who hasn't played 82 games. I don't know if he's played 82 games in the four years he's been on the team. <laughs> he has. He has. So it's like, come on. Everybody's, he's the unicorn. He's this, he's this, he's this. The kid hasn't played a full season. That is true. He's played 72, 66, 48, and zero. Okay. So maybe saying he hasn't played 82 games since he's been with the Knicks has been very very much a a false narrative for me to say. But my point was made, I think, in being humorous as well. Yeah. it's. I mean, his games played per season have declined each year. So definitely some red flags there. Like I look at the roster going forward from today on with the salaries. It's on Bleacher Report. The three highest salaries, 18-6, identical 18-6 and 18-6 for Enos Cantor and Wesley Matthews. They come off the books next year. Mm-hmm. And DeAndre Jordan's 22-9. It comes off the books next year. So that's one, two, it's 36, 36 and 22. Uh, what's that, 61? And you figure another million or two million because of the hundreds of thousands that are involved. 63 million in one trade comes off at the in July. So that could be two match free agents. So yeah. People are saying Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Do you think that's realistic at all? And are you happy with both of those guys? If it comes down to the money being the only factor, right? KP wants, uh, uh, KD, excuse me, wants to get paid. We can give him the most anybody else can besides Golden State. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think, I think Golden State can give him 50 million more, but I don't think he can give him that super max like everybody else has been getting. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if he can do that there. Um, Kyrie Irving wants to get paid. If you go with the whole Batman and Robin thing, it's. I think KD can be a Batman because we've seen him do it with Go- even in Golden State, but Kyrie needs somebody else. He He can't be... The first guy, I think he's the second guy. Well, he's clearly the second guy if Kevin Durant comes. Right. I mean, he's the same thing in, in Cleveland. LeBron James comes there and he becomes the second guy. But what makes him so effective is the same thing that makes, I think, Neely Kina effective. And that's you have talent around him. So if he's the second guy, he can easily fake a pass to KD or another Kina was doing it to KP. And he could drive to the lane or do whatever he needs to. So I wouldn't be mad if we had another big name come in. To go with Kyrie, I think honestly the fit I would be better for Kyrie would be Kawhi Leonard. Mm, but everybody has him going to Los Angeles to play with the Clippers or Lakers. I think he's more of a Clippers kind of guy. He doesn't seem like the guy that wants to be in a big market and be the face of a franchise. Right. He'd rather be kind of low key, all business like. Yeah. Um. I mean, I would love to see him with the Knicks. I, I don't see him going to. The Lakers or New York. I don't think he's a money guy, but somebody like Kevin Durant, who's clearly said numerous times now he wants to get paid this offseason. Again, Golden State's going to run out of money sooner or later. That luxury tax gets pretty expensive when you start repeating the the offenses of it. True, but and, if you win a championship every year, I think it makes up for it. Well, I mean, yeah, but at what point does the owner run out of money paying this luxury tax? Yeah, you go win 20 NBA, you know, look at the Yankees. They've won so many World Series championships, and you can sell that franchise for less than what you'd sell the Knicks for. Right. So when you buy an NBA franchise and you got that many titles, it's going to be an expensive bill. But also to get there with this luxury tax repeater thing, it's pretty goddamn expensive. That's why I commend LeBron James for what he did. 
Everybody's mad about him leaving Cleveland again to go to Los Angeles. I think he did that to Gilbert on purpose. I'm going to come back. I'll get you your title. I did my thing for Cleveland. Sign all my friends to these huge, outrageous contracts. Oh, I'm out. Catch you later. It's very possible. Here's your tax bill. You want to write that bullshit letter about me and put it all over the internet? Here you go. And let me say this real quick before we continue on. You idiots burning your your Chris Stapps Porzingis jersey, you're a fool. People burning Anthony Davis's jersey because he wants out of New Orleans, you're an idiot. Stop. I agree. These guys have every right to take a trade and request a trade because they're not happy where they are. They're professionals. You let them do their fucking job. Let them get paid and provide for their family and just leave it be. No, I agree. As long as they're trying on the court, giving their 100% all the time, then, yeah, if you're not happy, you could request a trade. I mean, it's the same thing yeah. with our jobs. If we're not happy at our job, we, we look for another one. It's, yeah. it's the way it is. In my case, if you're not happy with your job, you leave and you raise two kids. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds like living the dream, man. <laughs> it's It's been a blast. It's also been the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. I, this is heart raising two girls, three and one and a half years old. If it wasn't for my wife who wanted me to do something really cute to give her a shout out, I'm just going to shout her out. Brittany, I love you. Thank you for watching them while I record this. Uh, it's the most difficult thing ever. I mean, I'm sure it's difficult, but at least it's rewarding. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's rewarding. It's way more rewarding than being a Knicks fan, but it's it's easier to be a Knicks fan right now than dealing with a three-year-old little girl and a one-and-a-half-year-old little girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's much easier to be like, oh, okay, Chris Asperzinga's got treated. we got nothing in return, basically. Yeah, that sucks. So I guess we should look at it from Dallas' side real quick. They give up a guard that they pretty much wanted off the team and yep. two expirings. Yep. And uh, talent-wise, Wes Matthews wasn't playing terribly well. DeAndre wasn't really trying on defense. So they can still make that playoff push. Yeah, they can, like I said, they, they're going to get – they just beefed up. You figured Tim Hardaway Jr. was averaging pretty good points. I think he was averaging like 19. Um, and Courtney Lee, who can who can score, like the guy's a player. Uh, it's it's remarkable he's been traded as much as he has. Um, you know, and you got Trey Burke, who who also fills a point guard need that can also score. They don't play defense all that great, but you got scores now down there that can put points up. And I think that's what Dallas wanted in return. Somebody can put up points. And potentially, if K- KP comes back and is like he was, you have KP, Luka, Tim Hardaway Jr. Those guys can put up points, man. I'm actually kind of curious to see how Hardaway Jr. looks with a really good point guard like Luca, and also not being the number one focus for other teams' defense. Yeah, I mean, potentially he could have... I mean, even last year before KP got hurt, he was having a good season. He looked really good, and we got really excited. Oh, this is why we gave him the money. This is why we gave him the money. But, you know, I think... Dallas needed scores and and points, and that's what they got in return. Yeah, it's definitely a worthwhile gamble for KP, too. Obviously, I don't think we even need to say that. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, though. If KP – KP is the jewel in this this trade. Yeah. So if KP is hurt, hurt, and never regains form and just fizzles out into the rest of his life, which, again, I hope this doesn't happen because he's a – 
a fantastic guy. He's a stand-up dude from what I've heard and everybody reporting on him. And he just wanted out of New York because he got tired of losing, and I can't blame him for that. Yeah. But if he's hurt and he doesn't come back, Dallas got screwed. Uh, the only way you take bit. on Tim Hardaway Jr. is if you have somebody like KP coming too. True, but they didn't really give up much. They gave up two expirings that had no future with this team. and Right. And they gave up two first-round draft picks, which we don't know who they could be. Yeah. But you basically now, if KP doesn't come around, and let's say T, Tim Hardaway Jr. falls off a cliff, you have Luka. Yeah, I would, no say more future. I would say worthwhile gamble. Okay. I mean, if, if KP works out, it's totally worth two first-rounders. If it was reversed. If if we got KP coming from Dallas, who was coming off injuries, and we gave up two firsts, would you be okay with that? No, <laughs> that's a good point. I would not. I think Dallas fans right now they're celebrating, they're partying. Beware what you get. Yeah, yeah, no, that is that is true. I I definitely would not trade two first rounders for KP right now. I would I would be way too scared. I, I know if he's healthy, he's he can transform oh, yeah. their entire team. That changes everything. But I'm talking about like trades happen in the moment. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played at all this season. I don't, I think he missed the last half of last season. Yeah, he played 48 games. Played most of it was probably only game 50, 51 of the season, and okay. then went down. Oh, yeah. so it's right about now. It's been about a year then, almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't it like the 50th game now coming up? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he hasn't played ball in a year. And I don't care how many YouTube videos or Instagram videos you post of working out. How many seven-footers that have had knee injuries and feet injuries come back and actually dominate? Look at Yao Ming. It cut his career hella short. Yeah. All the foot surgeries he had. So, you know, big guys. I'm 6'7". My knees are shot. My feet suck. Like, there's no way <laughs> these guys break down. They're the best athletes in the world. They really are. But I don't know if he's coming back like he's the unicorn. He might end up being like Dirk now. Just a big guy that shoots and and everything else. And you got to hope he can put buckets up the way Dirk can or used to. Interesting. Very interesting. I, I'm, I knew I'd be able to talk you off a little bit. I don't know if you're 100% off the ledge. You, you've done an amazing job. <laughs> I hope Mark's not cursing me out when he hears this and be like, this guy's so positive, we can never have him back on the show. <laughs> you, you might take him off the ledge, too. <laughs> All right, well, so- I know the last co-host you guys had, I don't want to put his name out there again, but uh, everybody was blasting him because it's like he didn't care about the show, everybody was saying, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um that's probably true. He he's he does our comedy show, The Brink of Sanity, oh, okay. with us. And um, he, I love him. It's like he's he was watching football with Mark the last time he was on. He's just like, yeah, oh my god, you see that play? Look at this fumble. Yeah, that was it's like this is a basketball show, dude. What are you doing? Not, yeah, that was not very fun for me. If, if I edited the show, those would be the parts I would edit out. Yeah, Mr. C writes. Hey guys, Adam Silver spoke it before about getting a cup competition started to complement the NBA. Would you like to see the regular season shortened by six games and replacing them with a knockout competition featuring the best 64 teams in the world? Or you could do this instead of All-Star Week. Perhaps the Knicks may even win a trophy one day if there is more than one to play for. That's an interesting idea. So I guess it would just be like the world 
I don't know how you get the N- the NBA involved with that though. Yeah, Is, isn't that like the FIBA World? Don't they do that already? The FIBA World Championships, something like that. Then yeah, FIBA yeah. start doing that like soccer, like the World Cup or whatever. Oh, so, I guess it's just the Olympics. I, I guess you're saying um, cut the season by six games and insert like a World Cup into the middle of the season so that the players get a little extra break and you get a, a little mini tournament in there. Six games, though? Just cut six games off? I think the season's too long. I'd be happy with 12 games cut off, to tell you the truth. the uh, That season, they had 66 games. I was like, you know, this is pretty perfect amount of games. Yeah, well, I mean, we're Knicks fans, so yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's different if you're a Warriors fan. You want to see them yeah, all. But I, you want to see them play. Yeah. Usually around um, game 66, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready for this season to end. Yeah, and and as I've been a Knicks fan forever and a Mets fan forever, so normally my seasons are pretty perfect. You know, it used to be the Mets would get me through to August, and I got, you know, off-season football with my Giants, and then by the time – the football season's over. It's the all-star break, and my Knicks were normally doing okay. So each season kind of just took me through the year. It was perfect. But now it's like, yeah, can we just make it 50 games? Yeah, now nobody's making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard when you, you don't have parity. I think what's so great about the NFL is you've had so much parity and different people playing in the Super Bowl and different teams making the playoffs with the NBA. And unless you go to a 1-16 through seeded playoff thing, it's not going to be – great for anybody i don't think there's been good parody in the afc yeah yeah <laughs> i know what you mean <laughs> patriots have been in what every single uh what do you call it yeah, Conf- pretty- conference finals yeah john the writes they haven't go oh, i'm sorry that's right john writes i have no idea how to feel about this trade and need your opinions there has to be something else at play we dumped all of our salary i don't think we have a single contract besides rookies that go past next year if we get Davis, then I guess I'm okay with this, but I really don't know how to feel. This is crazy. It is such a risk either way, but I would have leaned on keeping him. So we definitely touched on a lot of this. Yeah. We are not I getting... Think, I think we did. Yeah, did we? I don't, do we want to do it again? Like, we can do it again. <laughs> we're not getting Davis <laughs> now. I think no. that's pretty no. much... No. Unless he Unless he doesn't get traded in the offseason... If he doesn't get traded in the offseason, and I mean, Boston's going to make a hard run. And Boston has some stuff they can offer. But unless he doesn't get traded and he finishes out next year with with New Orleans, we might have a chance. But, we again, we need somebody else. I think the only way the Knicks get Davis is if he just decides he's going to sign there when he's a free agent because the Knicks now have nothing to trade. Yeah. What are you going to say? Like. Yeah. Hey, you have one of the best players in the league. Here's Kevin Knox and Trier and Ariza, uh, not Ariza, uh, uh, Nilakina. Like, that's not going to yeah. get done. No. Well, I don't, unless you get somebody, an interesting combination you could put together if you're looking next year in the year down the road is say we get Kawhi this year. I think that would be enough to bring over AD. I know uh, in the free agency again, providing he doesn't get traded and sign a max somewhere else. Right, you would arguably, I think, those two would complement each other very well together versus somebody like Kevin Durant and Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Irving. So seeing maybe like a Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis on the same team, I think that would be a hell of a, a tandem to go. 
Ooh, that would be cool. The Knicks sign Kawhi Leonard and then somehow find a way to snake Anthony Davis away from somebody in the offseason when he becomes a free agent. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. Both of those guys are younger than yeah. Durant. And, well, Irving's young, but he's injury prone. So, Yeah, which puts age on you automatically. Yeah, yeah. I am scared to death of Kyrie's injury history. If he gets injured before the end of the playoffs, do you even want to make a run at him? No. If he get, if he gets hurt at any point uh, this year, I don't want to run out. Even if it's something like semi-minor where he's out for like a week or two, but if it's during nope. the playoffs, it's Period. now that'll be what three or four years in a row. Yeah. If you spend any amount of time on the disabled list that's not resting, then it's there's no point. I'm not gonna keep. Dropping hundreds of millions of dollars on guys that just keep getting hurt. It'd be the same thing we signed Amari Stoudemire, and then we traded everything away for Carmelo Anthony. It'd yeah. just be the Knicks being the Knicks. Which, so it means it's probably going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but. exactly. And Mark writes, Jay with the KP is trade. Your Mark? Your Mark or a different Mark? This is a different Mark. Okay, all right. With the KP trade requesting an emergency pod from you and Mark, if you guys can do it. Well, one of us <laughs> can do it, uh, but Dustin has done a uh, great, great job filling in for Mark. So, Mark, I'm really and, and the other Mark. I'm really sorry, dude. Uh, I talked to Jason or Jay really a lot on Facebook about football, uh, basketball stuff, and and I hit him up and I was like, I would totally co-host if you guys wanted me to. And I think he's just like, yeah, let's do it. And so I'm really sorry, Mark, you didn't get a chance to to be here. Yeah, that was before we even realized that Mark was dying. So no, I was, I was talking about the other Mark. The one that just wrote in, like I'm really oh, sorry okay. he didn't get the co-host because I would I would love to hear what he has to say, like in real time. But I'm glad the other Mark, you know, I hope he feels better. But I'm glad he's not here because I get a chance to be on the show. <laughs> uh, so that is all our questions. Do you have any other thoughts you want to add to this? No, I th- I think I said them pretty well. I don't want to reiterate more than I needed to uh, about you know possibly being better that we got rid of KP now versus he comes back and he has another catastrophic injury, you know, God forbid. But I think, I think it's cool. We kind of cut our ties. Now we got some draft picks coming up and we didn't lose any in the process, but yeah, apparently this week KP sat down with management and they had a nice heart to heart. And well, I guess we know how that went. Yeah, well, I mean, he said he wanted to be traded. He's like, I don't want to lose anymore. I'm tired of seeing the team lose. And I think, I think you hit on it perfectly. It, it was like, we want to tank, and he's like, I don't want to. I'm clear to play. Let me come back and play. Let me get cleared. And they were like, no. And he's like, then get rid of me. That'll be but very what, interesting. What I don't get is why, if Cancer did that, are they not acquiescing to Cancer? Are we not getting enough on the trade market for Cancer? I mean, I would take a second round pick to get rid of Cancer. Well, it's the twenty million. That's the problem. This is true. I, I think I think that's the issue. I think the Knicks would love to get rid of Cantor, but there's not that many expirings, and we just took half of the large expiring contracts. So yeah. I, I think the Knicks still try really hard to move Cantor. I, I will say I am very curious to see if KP plays after All-Star break. That, that would shed yeah. a lot of light. Be, on, on I would like that. to see how he looks. That too. That too, but if he's well enough to actually play at all, then, then yeah, the, this makes a lot more sense that they were just mm-hmm. saying shut it down for a couple months while you're healthy. Right. 
I mean, I'm expecting him when he does play to look extremely rusty. We probably won't see. He's not going to come back like Cousins did. I don't know how Cousins did it, but have you seen any Golden State lately? Like the guy. Oh man, you know how Cousins did it. He's playing with Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Steph Curry. <laughs> that definitely and, helps. And Clay, Clay Thompson. <laughs> what are you going to do? Put ten guys on the court? I think they'd still beat you. Yeah, that that definitely helps. The boogie Boogie was is a treat, man. Like I when he was a free agent last year, I wish the Knicks had cleared cap space to get him. I've been a big Boogie Cousins fan. Um, I, I love I love everything about him. He's he has that old school mentality. Like we're gonna fight if we lose. I'm the biggest dog in the yard, and and I want that kind of a mentality to come back to them. My favorite time with the Knicks was when we had. Alan Houston, Chris Charles, Charlie Ward, you know, Latrell Sprewell, Grandma Ma when he was on his way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oak, Ewing. I mean, the only white guy on the team was uh, uh, Chris. Was it Chris something? Oh, he was like the biggest white. He, he's the one that threw the ball at Shaq. Shaq dunked on him, and he got all pissed, and they threw the ball at him. Uh, I have his face totally pictured, too. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, a team that was down to fight at any cost. You got little, you know, Pat Van Gundy diving at somebody's legs, trying to hold their leg to the ground. It's like, come on, that's the Knicks I want to see come back. And I think Boogie gives that to the to the Warriors. And I think that's why KD walks away. Clay Thompson also. There's not enough money to go around up there. Yeah. You can't have five max guys. I mean, I guess you can with the birds rights things, but that would be insane. Five max guys. Yeah, wow. no, it's 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 not going to happen. They're they're going to have to break that team up. Yeah, I mean, can't, Draymond Green just signed the max deal, or else I'd say he'd probably be the one that's out. But uh, Clay Thompson at KD is walking away, and Boogie Cousins only has a one year deal, so I think it'd be fun. Potentially, this offseason could get very interesting, even if if the Knicks make a big signing. Uh, and a big signing, meaning one of the other four, not Kyrie Irving. So we look at like Kevin Durant. I mean, even Jimmy Butler, I would sign. I wouldn't sign him to a max deal, but I would sign him to a hefty deal. If you got a couple guys to come in and take less money, I wouldn't mind signing him. Not like a big three kind of thing down in Miami, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I would sign Jimmy Butler like four years, one twenty-five, one one thirty. Oh, you are a brave, brave man. <laughs> you know, I would. I mean, if you bring somebody in, like. I don't know. Butler that, that just seems like asking for yeah. trouble. Chris I mean, Dudley. I, that's who you were talking about. Who? Chris Dudley. Chris Dudley. Yeah, Dudley. Dudley. There we go. Uh, that was that was a good. Those were good seasons. Those were good times. Where <laughs> we need to get back to that. Every season, we're like, we might not be the best team, but we have a puncher's chance at doing this. And yeah. Deep runs into the playoffs. Well. Maybe we're setting something up for this summer. We'll get back there. I'm really hoping Dolan signs, you know, sells the team. I know there's been talks about a, a group coming in trying to buy him uh, from Dolan, and and that'd be that'd be pretty interesting to see if you get another because oh, I think he's the one ultimately that shuts everything down that we want to get going. Because I like I like David Fisdale. I told you about David Fisdale last year before we signed him as a coach. That I'd hope we get him and. I think he's been kind of hamstrung, and and Scott Perry, I, I liked him too. Um, I like what they've what they've done so far. As you know, 
I know hurting losing KP hurts, but I think I like the moves they've made about freeing up space and keeping our draft picks, and that's one thing they kept talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, we How about a... Mitchell Robinson, too? I told you about him during the draft night. I was like, oh, this kid's still available. I hope we get him. Yeah, and we did. You called him right after. One. I was like, hell yeah. That was a good call. So, so if you want us to buy the Knicks, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. <laughs> if we get up to our goal of $500 million a month, we will buy the Knicks and we will do a better job than James Dolan. Yeah, I think we only need half. I think we need a whole year of 500 million you guys need to, <laughs> yeah. to buy the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, no, we will, but yeah, it, it will happen. So yeah. we are also nyknickspodcast at gmail.com. The New York Knicks podcast.com is our website. And we're nyknickspodcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Spotify. And Dustin, you have a podcast, At Home Dad Podcast. Yeah, uh, I do the At Home Dad Podcast. I became a stay-at-home dad, and I was going through a lot of personal turmoil with depression and things like that, and a lot of it was PTSD. I'm a vet. I was a Navy corpsman. Uh, I did two combat tours overseas, and it was it's the At Home Dad Podcast is about all that, how to be a good father, how to be a good husband, how to be a good man, you know, my life, I, it's very much how you hear me on this podcast. Um, I just kind of go randomly. Sometimes I have a point. Sometimes I don't. And it's unedited. It's just fun. And it's my own like, little therapy. Um, but, yeah, I try, I try to help people out with free therapy about being a dad and what to be scared of and what not to be scared of and just try to put out emotions that men should be able to feel. I've listened to it. It's good. And uh, hopefully I will be a dad soon. And then I will go through your entire archives and take notes and uh, yeah. that fun stuff. Well, I mean, we're also friends on Facebook. So you got my, now you have my Skype name. You can just give me a call. That is uh, true too. Do whatever I can to help you out. Okay, get but the, yeah, uh, check it version. out. It's on the iTunes. If you guys want to check it out at home, dad podcast, uh, you can also find it on Facebook. All right. So That'll do it for today. I want to thank you again for not only joining me, but taking me off the ledge uh, fairly quickly <laughs> within the first few minutes of the episode. So I, I was almost in meltdown mode, and, and you brought me back. Cool. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So we will be back. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do – we're definitely not doing Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, we planned on Monday, but this might push it back a week. We'll see how Mark's doing. But uh, we'll be back soon. To I'm sure the the winds are just come pouring in now that we have <laughs> Wes Matthews and Jordan. But, um, yeah, at least two. Well, maybe we'll get two wins in there and then ship them off. Hopefully, are you talking about while they're here or for the rest of the season? Oh no, while while they're here, we'll get two, and then that'll probably be the all we get the rest of the year. <laughs> all right, there we go. All right, thanks again, and uh, yeah, we'll man. see you all soon. This is the end.